Ladies and gentlemen, good afternoon. Welcome on the Culture News. My name is David Cerrero, and I have the pleasure today on iHeartRadio, exclusively on iHeartRadio. I, I don't know how to describe them. They are, to me, rock stars. That's what they are to me. But you know what? They are classical musicians. Of course, you know of whom I'm talking about. This is the number one classically trained string trio that explores a variety of musical genres. This is, of course, Time for Three, TF3, TF3. You know, but we say Time for Three. You know, they are three amazing musicians. They are superstars. They are taking classical music really to the next level. This is exactly what we want. This is exactly what we need. They understood perfectly and they're perfectly trained. They're number one. That's it. So right now, ladies and gentlemen, we are so lucky. We are so lucky to have today the wonderful Mr. Nick Kendall, Nicholas Kendall, but we call him Nick. <laughs> we have Mr. Charles Young and Mr. Renan Meyer. Renan Meyer. Ooh. They are right there. How are you guys today? Today. You are incredible, man. Oh, we I'm love gonna, you. I want to stage dive right now. <laughs> I am so pumped up. You talked about no adrenaline before we talked. This I just am so us amped up. up. We I'm are great. Great. We are so we are so happy to be with you, man. Thank you for your energy <laughs> and your positivity. Interview over. I mean, that was like that was, that 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 was, was all we need. That's all we need. That's all. That was so great. And that's a wrap. Thank you so much. <laughs> thank, you. thank you, guys. <laughs> so good, man. No, thank no, you. Yeah, it's it's really an honor for me to to have you guys, and and thank you so so much because I know you guys are touring all over the place. So the fact that you guys take some time for me. It really, really uh, means the world to me. So the first question I would like to ask you, you know, nobody thought about asking these questions to Mozart at his time or to Bach or to Debussy, but I, want, I don't want to miss the opportunity to ask you, who are you? Who are you guys? How would you define uh, yourself if you could introduce yourself uh, individually? And uh, and tell us what instrument you play, which of course we know. But I like to uh, would love you guys to introduce yourself. And also, once you have done that, tell me what is the signature of uh, Time for Three. Man, well, you know, my name is Renan Meyer. I play bass in Time for Three. And uh, man, sometimes when when we're asked that question, I just want to be as cool as Bob Dylan, you know. And I just want to like <laughs> kick back and say. I don't know, man, you know, but like, that's, man, you got to be ubiquitous, right? <laughs> like, to do that. So I, I mean, like what it comes down to is time for three. We're, we're, you know, we're, we're three guys that play two violins and bass and sing. Uh, and we, we meet on common ground through classical music and we're progressing classical music in the same way, you know, Miles Davis pushed the eras of jazz forward in a Picasso-like fashion, you know, and, and I think it's not really like, you know, we've all been talking about this. We're not doing it, you know, to do it. Mm -hmm. We're just doing it because it's, it's, it's like, it really is who we are and it feels good. Yeah. So in a nutshell, I mean, that's really, you know, what we're all about. Yeah. I mean, I love that description because a lot of times we get asked to, you know, classify ourselves in a genre or something like that. And man, it's not about that for us. Um, especially like nowadays, one particular genre is actually borrowing from everything. But I mean, for us, we definitely crave the live experience. And we are in this unique position where we do play a lot of club dates. We do have 
these moments where we get to interact with the audience, like right there and intimate, we feel the energy viscerally, but we also get this opportunity to share that kind of freedom and power of energy in these amazing acoustic gems in the world, these concert halls, where silence is our creative canvas, where um, when you do get to share a stage with a symphony orchestra of colleagues um, and with an audience who is craving for a dynamic experience. And I say experience purposefully because it isn't just classical, it isn't classical music. It is about that feeling that when Time for Three has that opportunity, we just, we just are like radiant energy um, with everybody. And it's a big collaboration. And I'm a, uh, my name is Nick Kendall. I'm a violinist in Time for Three. And it's an honor to, to be able to be in this band and talk about our new album. Yeah, um, I'm the other violinist. I'm, uh, my name's Charles. Uh, and you know, you might think a two violin and bass group that sing, um, when we've thought about it before too, is, is limited, you know? Um, you know, we have two treble instruments and a bass instrument here, uh, but it is great to kind of explore that sound. You know, those limitations really help us explore this unique sound that we have. And there's nothing written for us from the past. You're talking about Mozart, Debussy, Beethoven, all these composers. There's nothing written for two violins and bass. So we have to actively create that um, together. And it's, it's um, again, we're not thinking about genre. We're not really thinking about, oh, we're pushing the classical music forward. It's just happening. You know, if it, if it is happening, we're, we're actively just wanting to do it because we're curious musicians. And we get to collaborate with so many different kinds of artists. We've, we've collaborated with songwriters, with rock and roll stars, um, R&B artists. Uh, and actually in our room today, we have, Mr. Kevin Putz, uh, Pulitzer Prize winning composer. Um, and it's just, we're, we just feel so lucky to be able to be yeah. uh, all around musicians, you know. Wow, and, and you're doing the transition perfect for me because um, as you said, Kevin is in the room. So first of all, big Woo! shout out to Kevin. Amazing work, Kevin, amazing, Kevin. amazing work. Um, first question, uh, Kevin, if you can, Tell me, how does it feel to be a contemporary classical composer, or some people love to joke, a classical composer alive, you know? <laughs> it's good to be alive, yeah. for sure. Um, I don't know the alternative, but I'm sure at some point I, I will. Um, but no, it's, um, it, you know, the, the, most, the most rewarding part of of what I do is is how unpredictable it is. And you never know, you know, what kinds of projects will come your way and what kinds of collaborations and what kinds of musicians you'll meet and be inspired by. And, you know, I had no idea like 10 years ago that I would meet this incredible group of musicians who are now friends. And, um, you know, I treasure my collaboration with them. And we have had over the last two years during this pandemic, you know, it's been a time for us to work together on this piece and build it together. The concerto that's on this uh, new album um, with the Philadelphia Orchestra on Deutsche Grammophon. Um, and um, it, you know, I would say that's what I love most is that, that you meet new people that are, you, you respect and you, you deeply um, uh, uh, um, value as collaborators, but you also feel really close to us as people and friends. Absolutely. And, and, and this is one thing that we feel right away when we see 
you guys playing. And it's funny because yesterday I had a, a dinner with the with the friend, and, and I was watching you guys' videos to prepare the interview because it doesn't look like, but I prepared uh, the interview. <laughs> You're <laughs> awesome, awesome man. amazing. Man. So no, no, but but um, at some point when that person arrived, I just muted uh, the sound. And, uh, but the video was still playing on the big uh, <laughs> yeah. computer screen. And my friend told me like that, oh, you're listening to rock music? Uh -huh. oh, wow. And that wow. was very interesting because that's why I called you guys today rock stars, because <laughs> the way you're playing, you're kind of breaking the codes, the way you dress also, you're kind of breaking the codes of, of the very, or, you know, the recital uh, very, uh, I'm not going to say boring, but you know, you, you, you're taking it to another level, like you acknowledge the crowd, you don't separate yourself uh, from the crowd, you really, really uh, go there. Uh, was it some sort of a concept that you right away wanted to install or it just happened when you guys started to talk or at the beginning, you guys were like, well, you know what, we want to be a trio, but we don't want to be just any other trio. Um, this is how we feel. Tell I us. It, I think it feels weirder now if we're wearing a suit and a tie, you know, <laughs> that's like it, it. It's we never discuss this. You know, we I mean, maybe today we're like, oh, black or white. What do you want to wear? You know, um, but it's it's uh, whatever we're comfortable with, you know, and just like our music making. It's not we're not trying to be this. We're not trying to be that this kind of genre. We're just writing. We're creating um, because we love to do that. We're, we're trying to be ourselves. Yeah, we're trying to be honest, authentic uh, in our own right. So that's, that's I think, is the bit. We do talk about that quite a bit, you know. I mean, I think, you know, the whole, that's a really interesting kind of microcosm look at, at who we are. If you turn off the sound, you see us. For somebody who doesn't know, it looks like rock stars. But for us, um, this whole thing started we feel like we talk about this a lot. We feel like we represent a lot of current artists who are coming from this niche world called, we call classical music, right? Um, but who are growing up in today's time. So a lot of, uh, pretty much all of my friends, I think for all of us, don't only listen to Brahms, Mahler, you know, Shostakovich. They're going to Ariana Grande. They're going to Olymp Biscuit Show. They're going to Rage Against the Machine or Kanye West or and Yo Yo and Yo Yo Ma, sure. And um, and so the palette that we draw upon is super diverse. And I think we are when Tiger Three started, we were at this kind of moment where musicians who were growing up as young people in high school, you know, playing Bach or Beethoven, wanted to get along with their peers. And so we would arrange something on the radio that's familiar so that, you know, we'd kind of get accepted and people would be like, oh, shoot, you know, I you're playing something I heard on the radio on violin. That's cool. They were making authentic connections to then going to conservatories and starting to think about music we want to play rather than what we were told to play, which is a lot of times what happened in the past with classical music. And I think that started a new energy in the art form um, where the three of us, Charles, Renan, and Nick, myself, we just are not throwing out any of what we learned, but actually incorporating everything that we learned, the craft, our way of spinning sound um, and using that to pivot in the way that we want to. And 
it's amazing in all of these collaborations that we're talking about, whether it's an R&B or whether it's scoring a film or whether it's writing with Kevin Putz, it's we're always doing it from our sound and from the way we play as a trio. And that's really cool. Wow. No, it, it, it's so good what you said, because for a long time, uh, <clears throat> classical musicians were like in a box, you know, yeah. like uh, this is the only thing you can play. But I feel you guys kind of uh, went above uh, that, uh, uh, that level. And uh, a lot of times when classical musicians, they play something else than uh, uh, Mozart, Beethoven, mm -hmm. we call them crossover. You know, right. which I think right. it, it sometimes can be insulting because uh, you're mm -hmm. not crossover artists. You right. are really classical musicians just living at the time of 2022. Exactly. exactly. You know yeah. what I mean? No, it's, uh, like, it, it's like, you know, in wrestling, it used to be like if, it, if you said that was fake. You know, they would they, they would be like, never say the F word, you know, they were, they were so mad, you know, and like in, in, in like as a musician, like it's like, you know, never say the C word, never say the crossover word, you know, like it's like that's that that's the word that we're like running from as fast as possible. You know? because, but you like, see, I, I respected that. I didn't. <laughs> no, no, of no, course you did. You of course you did. Line, but I think it's it's like this, this it's this ideal of, of you know, look, we're, we're a classical band that plays original music. Right. I mean, you could just simplify it with that. And we just love, we just love what we do. Oh, I, I, I'm, but, wow. but if you, it, going back though, you're talking about Mozart, Debussy, all of these people, they were, you know, like Mozart was writing these pieces we're still playing today mm. while also at the clubs or at parties, just having fun playing music, you know, twinkle, twinkle variations, you know, uh, all of these things that, that got the, that got the girls. The he, got, he was getting so many girls. <laughs> Yeah, but um, let me tell you. Uh, yesterday, the the girl I invited for dinner, she looked at you guys more than she looked at me. Oh, you know? oh, oh now we're you know, talking. I'm, uh, now we're talking. I'm a little bit sad, huh? you know. So, so you're so... doing this interview just for street cred with her. <laughs> just yeah, just yeah, to yeah, get yeah. her back, maybe yeah. just to get her back. So, bro, I, I hope so. I'm gonna cut short that interview because I just remember that detail. <laughs> <laughs> now, did you have dinner with one of our managers? Is that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I, I just you know, she 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 keeps saying all night. You know, Charles, Charles, as an end. Oh, 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 oh. oh, you know, I don't know. I will, I will, I will put you in touch. You in touch. So, so, how, awesome. so you guys, what is so interesting also with you guys is that so you're playing all these new uh, material, but you have the chutzpah, you know, the, the 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 courage, you know, to play it and to impose it in venues like Carnegie Hall, you know, but also you play it in jazz clubs. You played in um, uh, electro room, you know, rooms mm -hmm. where there would be DJs, you yeah. know, uh, usually. This is what I really, really love. Um, how all that process uh, goes of the choice of the repertoire, but also the choice um, of, of the venue. And also, how do you make it work in terms of arrangements? Because uh, the one thing I was sure is listening to a trio, I thought it would feel a little bit empty, mm. you know what I mean? Because um, we used to all these symphony orchestra who are very well uh, masterized and we are at, uh, you know, at the uh, big studios today where you guys are, they know what I'm talking about, about yeah. putting, you know, the gears up and making the sound full. Yeah. You guys, ne I never felt that for all the albums I listened to, I always felt like, 
all of it is connecting in one wow. place for all uh, in a way. So how that process uh, works to build the arrangements, do you guys do some tryouts and also how the choice of the repertoire comes in? Wow, man, you're, you're awesome to talk to. Yeah. Honestly, I think no. I talk to myself all the time. 